What is going on, everybody? We are back for another season of the Questionable for Sunday podcast. The NFL season is hopefully upon us. First game kicking off September 10th with the Super Bowl champs, Chiefs, taking on the Texans. So that means it's time for some fantasy football. The EIG is back for another season. And we're back for another year of the podcast. Looking forward to getting started again. As always, your host, Eric, here, joined by the commish, Connor. Connor, it's been a while, man. Glad, glad to get the podcast going again. How have you been? Quarantine life out there in a good old P-Town. Yeah, dude, PDX. Oh, it's been very peaceful and quiet. Um, nothing going on in Portland at all whatsoever quarantine life um dude it's been pretty interesting uh i know a lot of people have like made these really big life decisions you know because they've been like forced to stay at home like like, people like getting dogs or like you know having babies and stuff and it's like for me like i moved you know like that was a pretty big deal um and then uh yeah you know just been uh quarantining and uh, it's been it's been pretty interesting uh, to be honest. Like it's the past like six months since there's been absolutely no sports. I've actually had to work at work, which is just terrible. So um, I'm really looking forward to a distraction because I feel like I'm working too hard. You know, I feel like I'm actually getting stuff done, and I just I'm disgusted with myself. Connor, Connor, this isn't this isn't therapy. This is EEIG podcast. That's sorry, sorry. I'm I'm already getting confused. Like my head's far back. It's like I'm in that chair. I, I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, Connor. Unless you want to start paying us $125 an hour, we don't need to hear Are you rambling. But uh, that's pretty cheap for a therapist. You should see who I talk to. It's a group guess. session. You heard him already. We had to bring him on for the first pause of the season. He's the defending champ. We got Jerry joining us. Jerry, you know I'm I'm disappointed you won the championship last year, but obviously because you beat me. What? But a, a great champion for the league, I must say. But, you know, how you doing? How how you feeling? How's quarantine going? What are your thoughts now getting ready for this next season? Um, quarantine's, you know, been kind of living it up on my uh, $550 winnings from last year. You know, it's been going a long ways this last, you know, nine nine months or so. You know, traveled the globe, really. South Africa, Europe for a little bit. Stopped at Asia, uh, you know, on the way back to Seattle. But, uh, nope, actually none of that happened because of COVID. So, Wear a mask, people stay home. Uh, it's not, you know, too bad doing that. But uh, yeah, you know, my off season uh, did a lot of EEIG Jeopardy. You know, placed in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whatever happened to EEIG Jeopardy? And then, that was fun yeah. for like two weeks. Still waiting yeah. on Joe to uh, make his yeah. next Jeopardy. Also waiting on Joe yeah. to post his picture of the smorgasbord box that Connor sent him from his last win. But. Uh, you know also uh just one thing heard a rumor that the uh the t-shirt game we played uh those should be available in the eig pro shop here before the season starts so uh you know support your podcast support your league uh you know buy one of our custom t-shirts yeah eig.com forward slash shop use the promo code badonk to get uh free shipping on your first order don't forget that I actually, I just purchased one. I'm waiting for it to arrive next week. It's the one where there's uh, a guy jerking off two dudes, and it says, Chris on a Wednesday. <laughs> it's like I, my favorite t-shirt. I think I'm a league favorite as well. I think uh, that might be the top seller. Uh, so, Chris, uh, expect some royalties coming your way. Um, but, Jerry, a championship season last year, obviously the first title for you. Um, you didn't. I don't think you had a chance to gloat about your win last year. So, what do you got to say on uh, your championship squad? 
Yeah, you know, really, um, obviously a world-class squad. You know, my first win for the EEIG after uh, 10 seasons now, 12, 11? I don't know. Wow. Um, but really, as you know, also in my spare time, you know, COVID sitting at home, watching all the replays of Naheen Himes, you know, week 16, all those punt returns. Um, I have some a uh, few stats on that. Um, he's the first player since 2012 to have multiple punt return touchdowns in a single game. Wow. You know, kind of helped me out with that 30-point defense. Um, also the fifth player with two punt return touchdowns for 70 yards or longer in NFL history. Can you believe wow. that, Eric? Garbage. The only reason I lose this awesome malarkey. But anyways, you, got any, you want to keep going, Jerry? No, actually, I have a question for Jerry, if you don't mind. So, you know, I, Jerry, you've obviously been one of the stalwarts of the league. And, you know, if you take a look back at the last couple seasons, your team has always performed very well. Um, so who do you – like, when you actually think about the league as a whole, who are your rivals? Like, who do you think you're actually nervous about coming into this year who could potentially dethrone you as champion? Well, obviously, Chris. Kidding. Mm. <laughs> 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 Love you, Chris, on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, but mainly, I mean, Eric definitely has, you know, four second place finishes, you know, being a COVID year could be, have some of that mojo working for him, um, this season, uh, Joe's a staple, but he's not really a staple for first the last few years Mm -hmm. Been kind of falling back last few years. Um, I mean, I guess Connor might be up there. I mean, let's not, let's not forget that I was literally one ACL away from winning the championship. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, not awesome. If it was Penny towards ACL on his second touch from scrimmage, then I would have won, you know. And then, but it's all right. That's water under the bridge. I don't dwell on it. You know, it's also not forget that like over the last five years, Connor has scored like only five total more points than Chris. So uh, I don't think there should be too much gloating on his end. Uh, I think. You well, know, first of all, uh, the winner of the league is based off of winning actual games, not points. But you know, your point's valid, though. I think. I think you know. But uh, I am a little worried because Jordan, with the league winner the year prior, goes on the podcast first and then had a really not so hot season. So I don't think there's a there's a curse there. I'm looking to prove it wrong this year um, and try to contend for, you know, another EEIG face on the poster. Thing. speaking of the poster um is that in the works because i haven't seen anything with your beautiful face on it yet yeah it's uh uh in the works is a good way to put it yeah uh now i don't know if you've already talked to the artist but are they going to charge you more to fit all your hair in that image you know they might they might yeah yeah that's a good question uh, i haven't worked out those those details but i'm sure the the uh the slush from, from from our sponsors last year should should be able to take care of that. Oh, I think so. Yeah, Jerry's hair is still looking great in quarantine. True. Uh, let's dive into today's probably got lots Leaks to get G- to. Jay Cutler, for Christ's sake, he looks exactly. amazing. God damn uh, it. Got some announcements to make regarding the league and some rules this year. Um, some some other things that are going to be up for vote, um, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. We'll dive into some more. And uh, some fun stuff to get onto the pod today, some announcements, some new segments, um, so a lot. To get excited about but first uh we got an announcement from our commish yes hello everyone um it's we're really excited to have another uh a year of eeig in the books if you're if you're like me and you know you searched for not only do you have adhd where you can't pay attention to anything for too long but you also search for distractions to you know keep yourself moving uh throughout your normal day we have some exciting stuff planned um, one of the things, though, is that, you know, I have been the face of the league for the past couple of years, which has been pretty solid for us. 
I have some very solid cheekbones. I'd say my eyebrows could use some work, but I really try not to focus on that too much. However, you guys don't understand the amount of times that I get texted by Joe and by Eric about league bullshit, and I could not give a fuck. Like, I'm getting harassed by them consistently about, and, and it's always like, oh, I have an idea. And, like, they always make it sound as if it's, like, a suggestion. So I always feel like I'm just, like, a little puppet, you know, like one of those banana republics, probably Venezuela, who someone's behind the scenes pulling pulling the strings. And so this year what I'd like to do is I'd like to nominate Eric as the deputy commissioner. I'll retain full um control and final say over everything however eric will still have the power i'm basically kind of like the queen of england now and he's more of like parliament so i'm more of like a figurehead uh, but i think that'd be good for the league so then i get harassed a lot less in my normal life wow big announcement there from connor um i'm not sure about the harassment that goes on uh, behind the scenes but uh we'll have to see i think it sounds like i'll be the one taking it on now so i'll have to report back to you guys on uh on how that goes I do want to say one one more point that actually uh, the the ruling of a of a government or or like a, a nation by two people is actually quite common. It's called a diarchy, and a famous historical example would be the Roman Republic consuls, where they'd have they elect someone well two people I guess every year to like co-rule. Um, it's also a, if diarchy is a little odd, it's also known as a biarchy. So it's nice that we're actually having some bi representation in the EIG. Uh, it's also known as a uh, tan democracy as well, kind of like a tandem bike, uh, but that's kind of that's kind of a mouthful. So I like diarchy or biarchy. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. You know, as as co-commish of EIG now, I think uh, a league name change may be due. I think you know we aren't being uh, inclusive of all uh, orientations, so it might have to be the EILGBTQIA plus. Nice. I, I could be down. By the way, uh, I just want a point of order, a clarification, is that you're not actually co-commissioned, you're deputy commissioner. Sorry, deputy commissioner. Uh, but Jerry, uh, any, any reactions to Cotter's announcement? I know some history, but I've never heard of a diarchy before. Yeah, I think I prefer biarchy just uh, based on preference, but uh, we don't need to dive into that. Also, it seems I like thought, a lot of like... So you getting complaints hurts the league? Is that I? I mean, I'm sorry. I was. Oh no, not a problem. I, I, I think it's actually. No, I think. I, I see the balls a mirror on, on his own, so he. Has no to worries, Jerry. I see that there's balls. a there's a mirror behind you. I'm sure you got lost in your own eyes. Um, basically, what's <laughs> going on is that uh, Joe and Eric are always like texting me about how they want to change the league and actually I I'm always like the damn holding them back. They're always trying to make like drastic changes that are absolutely stupid and then i have to like reel them in and then eventually i'm like the filter you know like they're like this running water and i'm the filter and all the bacteria so now, so now i have less of a filter that's correct yeah i'm just tired of being a filter i want everyone to suffer with me <laughs> oh cool yeah wear a mask people <laughs> <laughs> wear a mask <laughs> all right and uh as the newly appointed deputy commissioner uh, i have a few announcements I wanted to inform the league on regarding some rules this year, as well as a few uh, potential rule changes that'll be up for vote. Um, but let's start with the, the rule changes that have already been made um, by our commission after uh, associating with the deputy commissioner. Um, the first is that this year we'll be adding two IR spots to the EIG rosters and IR spots, um, players that are either designated as out or um, on IR can be put into the IR spot. And the reason we are doing this is because of 
COVID, it's more likely that there's a chance that players could test positive during the week and then be out. And instead of putting owners in situations where they would have to drop someone that they otherwise wouldn't want to drop, um, and this there being an increased chance of um, players being injured, I guess, technically per se, or out, um, we want to allow some flexibility and give a few extra roster spots um, to to allow for that. I think uh, moving forward, you know, hopefully the world returns to no more. COVID is a thing of the past. Hopefully next season we don't have to have these two additional IR spots, I think would be the hope, obviously. Um, but we'll kind of play it by ear, see how people like it this year and figure it out moving forward. Um, the other is not necessarily a rule change, more so just some clarification. Obviously with COVID, the NFL season could end up being canceled at any point. Um, an outbreak could, you know, between a few teams could have potentially put the league behind and put them in a situation where they just have to can the whole season. And so if the NFL finishes week eight, then we're going to officially rule it like a f complete season. So if the season got canceled in week nine per se, it would still be a full season. At that point, we would just pay out based on record with the tiebreaker between two teams being total points scored. And if the season got canceled before week eight, let's say in like week four, there's a huge outbreak on six teams that canceled the season. Um, we would just pay everyone their money back and you know hope that we'll have a full season next year. So just wanted to provide some clarification for you guys just in case. Um, obviously with COVID, we, not anything could happen. So we just want to be ahead of the curve a little bit. Second, there are a few polls that are going to be up in the Discord that we want you guys to vote for. Um, the first one is adding an extra wide receiver spot to a starting lineup. So currently there's two wide receivers starting. Um, the proposed is that we move it to three, so that'll be a yes or no vote. Um, the next one will be to continue with the half point settings for kicker or to um, I'm a little confused by your notes here, Connor. Are we, so we're either voting sure. to keep the kicker settings the same or just remove them in general. No, no, here we go. So there's going to be, th there's going to be three options for this one. And I, and I kind of lumped up kicker with the defense. So th for the, to the second poll is going to be either we go back to the old way of doing kicker and defense where we do full points based on ESPN scoring. We continue as we did last season with the half settings, which basically cut, kicker and defense points i think it was only across kicker the points, board. not defense oh okay thank you for that um then maybe I, that was, must, must be a typo and then the other one would be to remove uh kickers entirely um so let me let me back up since i guess uh yeah i'm happy we talked about this but let's just say there's going to be another poll there's gonna be three options either go back to the way kickers were continue as last year with half point kickers or remove kickers entirely um, this has been one of the things that Joe and Eric have been absolutely on my case about. Like I will, I was literally like on vacation in Maui pre-COVID. I had a Mai Tai in my hand. I had a girl massaging me. It was a great time. I get a fucking hate text from Eric saying how pissy he is, how we still have kickers in the league. And it's like, dude, can you just like relax for half a second? And then also there's so much tradition that goes back with kickers. And I feel like they add a fun element. I'm pro kicker. However, I'm not going to like put my flag down on this hill and say, if we don't have kickers, I'm leaving the league. I figure the best way to do it is to leave it up to the peasants to decide for themselves because I have uh, other things to worry about in my life. Uh, Jerry, first reactions to the, the couple polls there. What, where do you think you're leaning as far as the extra wide receiver spot and the uh, kicker scoring? Uh, extra wide receiver, I am 100% on board with that. Um, I definitely like deeper lineups um, rather than shallower ones. Um, so I 
uh, Connors or Eric or whoever's die archery campaign kind of won me over with that one. Um, half settings for kicker. Yeah, I think kicker's fine. Half points is fine. I, I'm not too emotional either way, but I definitely do think defenses should count because just a note to the league, no defenses, Eric would have been your champion last year. So keep that in mind. Scary thought. What could have been? What could have been? So yeah, those polls are going to be in the Discord by the time you listen to the pod. So make sure you get in there and uh, drop your vote because uh, that's going to decide what we end up doing moving forward. Um, another thing to get to housekeeping before we um, get into the pod here is that we have an official draft time and date. It'll be September 9th at 6 p.m. So the day before the season starts. So that's a Wednesday, Wednesday, September 9th at 6 p.m. Um, obviously an auction draft again this year. And if you aren't able to make that time, you need to let either myself or Connor know as soon as possible. And uh, one more thing we changed here before we get jump into today's show. Let's let's uh, hear from Connor here on the payouts. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, another uh, form of conversation I've had between Joe and Eric, which is it's so funny to me how like Eric, you know, God love him. He does a great job with the show. You know, he's a good dude. Like, you know, yeah, he looks like Josh Allen, but I don't hold it against him. Good dad. Like, good dad. Oh, great dad. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, we'll see. He only has one kid. We'll see. We'll have to ask when the kids get older how he did. But anyways, uh, one thing that he's been absolutely on my case about recently because he got second place last year was the payouts. We've had the same payout structure for the past couple of years. When I first kind of like took over ownership slash uh, – commissionership of the league i kind of wanted to institute weekly payouts with some yearly bounties and we did like a king of the hill and there was like this really convoluted excel sheet online that i was keeping track of that literally no one besides joe looked at and i I put so much time and effort into it for people not to give a shit but i but i liked it i thought it was kind of fun and we kind of like had this path for a couple years and then the moment eric gets second place and realizes that the payout for second place isn't that great because we've had to take away some money from first and second in order to pay for these other type of bonuses. He's just been on my case about it. And to be honest, I look back and I see, you know what? It was really kind of fun that we did it. We had like longest touchdown. We had like longest rushing touchdown, stuff like most touchdowns starting a game, stuff like that over the whole season. And you got like 20 bucks, but no one really cared and no one really even like looked. So we're going to remove those yearly bounties entirely. We're actually going to put money back into the first and second place. And we're going to put money back into the most points score which is originally one of those yearly bounties so the new payout is going to be if you get first place you're going to get 580 second place gets 300 third place gets 100 or their money back if you score the most points in the regular season you get 100 bucks so you get your money back so that's i mean that you might maybe you'll get first second or third but let's say you get the most points but then you get knocked out of the playoffs early you you still make your money back and then we're going to actually get to keep the weekly challenges since those are kind of fun it's that's still going to be 10 bucks a week for 12 weeks so that's going to be 120 so we're going to rearrange a little bit how we pay things out but i think it'll be a lot more fun and i think it'll be that um we'll get more money to people at the top which you know it's a trickle down economy it's the way it works so i'm for it yeah like last year jerry would have been a double winner there with the uh, most points scored in the championship yeah, well, he was really actually. enjoyed COVID. Yeah. Well, no, you were, but yeah. the the most point I want to say was like only forty or twenty bucks last year. So. So yeah, nice little uh, boost there. Can you do for for who uh, who wins? Well, not oh. necessarily wins the regular season, but has a the highest scoring team. Well, I think yeah, you have to reward those who do well. But um, and my the other point. Wait, actually, are we gonna? Is this part of the podcast? Like you, you said that this. I was gonna say the payout changes before the podcast. Are we diving in? 
Yeah, dive right in. Sure. Okay. All right, guys. This is something I'm really excited about. Like, I'm so hyped. Are we so, like a half hour into this thing? Uh, yeah. I don't know, actually. Yeah, so, minutes, oh, I guess we are. Minutes. Yeah, no. Eric says we're about to get, actually start the podcast. So that's okay. good to know. Welcome. So, really, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I really hope you guys try to get into this. But I, I had this revelation, one of the many that I do um, while in the shower. But I was thinking that would it be so cool if we had a league Twitter account? And so I've gone ahead and I've made a league Twitter account. You can go to Twitter, go to at questionable four. Uh, ran out of letters, so I couldn't get any part of Sunday. I think I could do like S or something. But anyways, the, are you serious? It just says I'm dead at serious. Question, at questionable four, baby. <laughs> so this is going to be cool, though. Okay. So the goal is to have it be a mixture of Ian Rappaport. So the, the league Twitter will like talk about transactions, um, big plays by people in games, Connor, roster really changes. Quick. It's yeah. at questionable F O R, not the correct. At questionable F O R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just uh, actually, you know, yeah. I haven't had a Twitter since I was in high school. Actually, I was on Twitter when I was like 15, and I ha remember some of the absolute crudest things were posted on Twitter under my account. And I realized when I was 18 that I should probably delete that because I wanted to get a job eventually, and so I got rid of it. Which you know, really stinks because I know I had a lot of followers and people really enjoyed my tweets, but I felt like you know some of the stuff you think about when you're 16 is highly inappropriate anyways so the goal is to have this like i just mentioned as a part of ian Rappaport, talk about the league transactions roster changes stuff like that waiver wire pickups maybe league news in general add a little bit of pft if you guys don't watch part of my take but a little bit of like you know outlandish humor whatever and then also a little bit of donald trump too you know i think it will probably in the end be ignored by everyone in the league but i really think it'd be fun if we kind of made it a part of the league itself and uh, had it as like a, almost like a reporter slash manager slash whatever. And I think what would even be more fun um, is if I, and I heavily encourage everyone to get in on this is for everyone to make a Twitter account for their own team. Okay. Follow me here. Basically part of that would be like talking shit to other Twitter accounts, part of the league. You could talk about, you could break news for your own team. Like, Oh, chin ups or, Tristan's team last year uh, just uh, decided to waive Aaron Rodgers or something chin like that, you know? Yeah, chin straps, thank you. Chin straps. Matt Ryan's, uh, you know. Dime piece. Questionable, <laughs> questionable white. Um, so I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think we should all make a Twitter account. I'm going to make one definitely, and maybe I'll change the name of it once we actually draft teams when we get team names. But I think it'd add another level to the league. We can all talk shit to each other. You can look up league news. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I like it. I'm looking forward to uh, to some nice league engagement on there. I like that too. I'm in, I'm in favor. And uh, we'll have a segment upcoming on the show that will kind of push you towards making your Twitter account, give you something to post about. So make sure you stay tuned for that later. Um, but that's it for kind of the housekeeping stuff. Um, again, if you have any questions about anything, reach out to myself or Connor. But I think pretty straightforward there. Um, but we want to go back to our special guest here, Jerry. Um, Uh, obviously, the coming off the league championship, a big year for you. We went to that earlier. Um, we want to get your reactions to the podcast, your, the first season of the Questionable for Sunday podcast, uh, as well as your favorite podcast moment. What were some of the highlights for you last year or after listening to the first season of the show? Um, great, great first season. I mean, especially when you look at the data, start looking at the ratings. I mean, we had like 18 downloads once, like huge numbers. So... Um, obviously a massive success. Um, some of my personal highlights, 
uh, of the uh, of the season. Um, let's see. Uh, to be specific, uh, the episode on October 16th, 2019, uh, this would be the Ben and Tristan Excellent Adventure pod. That was one of my favorites. Really liked Ben and Tristan's perspective. Mm-hmm. Two of the, you know, not the greatest fantasy managers, but great for content. I mean, world class. Uh, this also happened to be the the uh, episode after Eric or you or Connor, one of the two, was ripping on my Hunter Henry pickup. Who that was me. The stats. Let's see. Let's Definitely see. Eric. Sunday, October thirteenth. Right, let's see. Nine for a hundred and two touchdowns. That's not bad. So yeah, so that was one of my favorites. Uh, you know, kind of. I don't know Ben or Tristan, one of the two of them, brought it up. Um, so you know that that was one of the best. Uh, another another highlight was the uh, Eric rant on the uh, uh, Derrick Henry trade. That was a. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed that. One. <laughs> I was also, I mean, to be honest, to be honest, I was definitely on Eric's side at the at the moment, and then Derek Henry like didn't rush under 100 yards or like three touchdowns a game the rest of the season. So in hindsight, terrible take, but you know, I love the passion. That's what you come here for. Yeah, you know. So it didn't really matter. Uh, one one other one other comment. Um, sorry if I if I may. Um, the podcast. <laughs> of Penn State versus Maryland in like 2015 matchup is definitely a grade A podcast image. So I uh, I really yeah. picture picture as well. Yeah, I think that was one of the only pictures I could get uh, submitted through Apple Podcasts. So um, if you're wondering the reasons there. But uh, but I got to say, you know, that trade, definitely a great rant. Um, oh, here we go. I guess I shouldn't have got too worried since Chris was involved because, uh, I mean, when was that guy ever in the playoffs? I mean, at this point, should Chris just like donate his hundred dollars? Like, should he just write it off already? Like, can can he wow. can he write that off on his taxes? Because it's pretty much just a donation every year, isn't it? Eric, you're deputy commissioner now, okay? And I'm gonna elect you leader of culture, okay? And I I want you to inspire a positive culture that encourages us to uplift each other. Can I just say that shitting on Chris is part of that? So you're doing a good job. <laughs> nice, a gold star uh, for my new role already. Um, I do want to actually, uh, I know that this is like a, kind of a mix up, but I do want to mention something that happened recently, totally related to the podcast itself. Um, I recently saw an interview with Olivia Munn, who discussed um, some of her sexual uh, relationships in the past and, you know, positives and negatives. It was one of those things that gets posted on those like really obscure, you know, podcasts that like no one cares about. So they talk about raunchy shit. Anyways, she came out and said that she had an ex-boyfriend who was, I'm, I'm describing it, horrible at giving oral sex. She chalked it up as him not being experienced in the area. To remind everyone about Olivia Munn's uh, relationship history, yeah, she has Aaron Rodgers, my guy. Aaron Rodgers, and I know it's him. I know it's him. It makes perfect sense. I called it from the beginning. So, Eric, with this new revelation that Eric, Aaron Rodgers is not good with women, an NFL quarterback who who actually can't perform in the sack with a female. How do you think our bet's going? Because I feel good. Uh, Connor, first off, I have a question for you. On a scale from six to nine, how would you rate your oral sex skills? Okay, well, that is – to be honest, I've never given myself oral sex, so I can't rate myself in that regard. But uh, anyways, I do think that this is a, this is a point I have another me. point to say, actually. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> – 
Because I'm on cloud 90. I'm, I'm killing it. I'm, you want to pay me 80 bucks right now? I'll give you. A, a, how about this? I'll give you an out. Pay me 80 bucks right now, and we'll call the the bet good. You know, right? The reason why Aaron Rodgers, you know, at this point, is this hearsay? There's rumors of whether he's good at oral sex. But let's I mean, his ex girlfriend said it. Is that let's hearsay? Say he isn't. Let's say he isn't good at oral sex. The reason okay. he's not good at oral sex is because he got that big dick. So he's just, you know, slinging on that big <laughs> dick. <laughs> Pounding these chicks out because <laughs> he's not gay, and he's just slinging it around just like he's slinging around touchdowns. So I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers. Well, now I'm uncomfortable. But what I will say is that after Olivia Munn, he did date Danica Patrick, and that relationship just ended. So all I'm saying was Danica Patrick paid to be the beard of Aaron Rodgers. I don't have the receipts from that transaction, but I would bet ten bucks that that's what happened. I will have to check on that one later. In the what season. do you think? What do you think the odds that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to follow questionable four on Twitter? <laughs> um, depends on Joe, what we tweet Joe, at him. Yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, can you give us some odds if Aaron Rodgers will follow us? Yeah, yeah. That's Maybe true. we start pictures some. We if we start posting pictures of like half naked dudes, we can increase our chances. <laughs> yeah. So after you make your league Twitter account, make sure that's your first post. Um, Roger to Aaron that. Rogers. Uh, you know, speaking of something, Connor, you you did forget to mention uh, one of the awards you created for this year um, mm. regarding some league exposure. So, uh, oh, that's right. Okay, well, actually, let me go. Let me dive right into that. So, there's a couple things actually. Um, there's actually a couple awards. One thing that I really, I've always thought was really funny at the end of the year is if I gave people like really stupid awards that didn't mean anything, and I thought it was always really funny, but no one else did. But you know, what else is new in my life? However, I think that this year. We're going to institute a couple different weekly awards to either reward or embarrass managers who have either made great decisions or bad decisions. And as the season starts, we'll kind of introduce those. And then we're actually going to keep a running tally. And then at the end of the year, there will be like a, you know, for example, uh, a dumbass of the year. If you if you have the most amount of bad decisions, like, you know, of weekly awards, you know, then you're going to win the yearly award. It's kind of like in the NFL, how they have like an NFC rookie of the year or, you know, offensive player of the week. Stuff like that. I think that's kind of fun to add. However, there is one big award that I want to go over before that. This is something that also came to me when I was bathing. So what I think would be really cool. What? For the league. is I'm calling it the – I don't really have a name for it yet. Do I have it somewhere? Wow. I don't know where it went. Okay. Well, basically, this is what I think would be really cool is if – there was a yearly challenge to see who, which manager of the league could provide the most exposure to the league itself. Now, this goes outside the realm of the ESPN app or of the show sheets. This is like trying to introduce the general public to EEIG. And I think there'd be a lot of fun if we could figure out creative ways to try to uh, increase the publicity of the league for literally no reason at all. And so it's basically an advertisement slash PR award of the year. Whoever can do the craziest shit to get the league out there, the league name out there, to give us exposure, whatever that's like tweeting the podcast at an NFL player and they listen and then respond, putting out a classified ad in your newspaper, I don't know, getting on, you know, being behind like uh, whatever it's called, USA T Today, what's that show in the morning in New York Good City morning, with like America. a sign? Thank you. Yeah, with an EAIG sign, whatever it is, I think it'd be really fun to have that be like a target for us to shoot for. And we will definitely try to hype up the league as much as possible because this is a great league. All right. I like it. Jerry, you got any uh, ideas off the bat of how you're going to try to draw some exposure? Uh, definitely going at Chinstrap's uh, Matt Ryan's wife. At first, I'm sure she would love our content. Really, <laughs> make a pod. Uh, so, yeah, I'd probably, you know, 
one of the first choices. Nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, Jerry, I want to kick it over to you because you have some breaking news to give to us. Um, you know, last year, the Toilet Bowl winner was Tristan. His punishment was to create a, uh, a music video, a song and music video um, regarding the EIG and the 2019 season. And you have an update on how it's going. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you to, uh, to give us a scoop. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Um, so yeah, drop the breaking news. Uh, it's down. We don't, we don't have that. All right. No worries. Uh, okay. We'll so, add it in post. Uh, yeah. Add it in post. Perfect. So I just got, just got word, uh, just, just came across the wire here from, from Tristan, our toilet bowl. Uh, I asked him for an official statement, um, to read on the podcast regarding an update for his, uh, last place, uh, Really, it's a reward, right? You know, it's really a last place reward, right? It's not a punishment; it's a reward. Um, so, it's a reward for oh, us. Yeah, for those of you new to the podcast, Tristan uh, got last place, um, so he has to perform a uh, and uh, post a music video to YouTube um, as his last place reward. Really, um, so here's the official statement from Tristan: um, from a rapey Michael Jackson to a riffy Bruce Springsteen. Some of the most iconic artists in the world, in world history, excuse me, have used life experiences, not pressures of time, to produce transcendent singles. This is one of those times. Fans are clamoring, cursing, even crying in the anticipation for this likely number one hit. But the lows of EEIG and continued performance reflection are driving this masterpiece. That is the end of the statement. All right, so... Seems like some big things going to be on the way from Tristan. Uh, Eric, your, your initial reaction to that report, how do you feel? You know, I feel like I've had faith in Tristan, you know, ever since we dished out the punishment. Uh, I got to say it wavered a little bit during quarantine. Thought, you know, that quarantine would be the perfect time for him to knock it out. Um, obviously, that hasn't been the case. Um, but we are still in quarantine, so, you know, still lots of time left. Um, the season is coming up shortly. I think, you know, the... The, the video has to be posted before September 10th when the season kicks off, you know, so we're coming up, um, you know, less than a month now until he has to have it ready. Uh, obviously, the masses of the EIG are, are anticipating it. We all heard Hovey's epic Jeopardy rant um, regarding the status <laughs> of Tristan's song. So we know there's a lot of pressure on the line. There's a lot of anticipation. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he comes up with. All right, and uh, a great transition there. Um, with the draft coming up on September 9th, we wanted to talk a little bit about auction draft. Obviously, last year was the first year of the auction draft for the EIG. Uh, it was a brand new experience for a lot of our owners. Um, Connor, was that your first auction last year? Uh, that was not my first auction, but um, it was like two days after my first auction. Okay, so yeah. New, newbie to auction jerry was that your first auction last year as well yeah that was the first one you know so first time for for both here and and for a lot of people in the league um you know last year when we previewed the draft me and connor like broke down our sleepers and bus and stuff like that you know we don't want to give you guys all our secrets this year so we're going to refrain from that we're going to kind of just go over our overall strategy kind of talk about how things went last year and and um how we felt going in versus going out um, so I'll start with you, Connor. Kind of, what was your reaction going into the draft? What were you kind of thinking, and and uh, how did you ultimately feel come out of it with how it played out? 
Yeah, you know, um, it's actually kind of funny. Like the first ever auction draft I did was uh, for like a work league. And actually I did it um, at a coffee shop in Idaho because it took place right when I was driving from Phoenix to Portland and I killed it. Like actually I won that league. The draft was amazing. Um, everyone thinks I'm a god, mostly because they all suck, which is great. Um, but in our league, the, which was the second arc draft I've ever done, actually, it, it went a lot differently. It didn't really go how I was expecting it to. I definitely spent a lot, way too much money early. And actually, I was talking to you about a little about this uh, earlier, Eric. But I felt like I was bid on guys because I saw value, and all of a sudden, no one else would bid on them, and I didn't really want them. Like I kind of had a plan going in, and I kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit. Like I didn't really want, uh, you know, Mr. Kittle that bad. I didn't really want Aaron Rodgers either. But for some reason, I ended up with both of them. To be honest, though, I just think the auction draft format is awesome. He might actually, after he sees this sick mustache I'm rocking right now, give the old Gucci tickle. But what I think is really interesting about the auction draft is that you're never out of it with a player, you know, like at least early on. Anyone is up for grabs. If you're willing to overspend for someone, you can. If you think this is my guy, I'm going to get this guy. It's so much better than a snake draft where you're like, oh, I just took this guy in the fourth round. Oh, someone took my guy right after me. I have zero chance of getting him. Like, it, it provides so much more flexibility with, A, developing your team, but also, B, getting the guys that you like that I absolutely love it. And I, I feel like this is the way, right? Like, we're not going to change, right? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I always say, like, you know, we're not playing checkers over here. We're playing chess. And then, you know, that's what the auction draft is. And I like what you said. Like, if you're in a snake draft and you get pick five and you want, like, say, you love Saquon Barkley, well, you're never going to get him. Um, but right. you know, an auction draft you can get whoever you want, um, which is the great thing about it. You know, Jerry, same to you for first time auction last year. You know, going in, what were you thinking, and and what was your reaction to how everything played out? Yeah, so I mean, to be honest, I was pretty psyched out, pretty scared when it when it got underway. I think I even had the first nomination, and I was like, I don't know, so I'm just going to nominate whoever says the most expensive player is, so someone will spend a lot of money. Turned out that was Curtis. Uh, spent 70 on Saquon right out the gate. And I was like, whoa, this is going to be a little more. I had done a couple auction mocks, but, you know, no, nothing can really compare to the EEIG or EEIG, LBGQ plus. IA plus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, really, I was kind of kind of running scared for the first little bit. Um, I don't think I – my first player was Tyreek Hill that I ended up getting. For $40 and that was a ways into the draft I think I was one of the last couple um, um, to spend early on um, Joe probably went with like a kicker or a defense or something first knowing Joe um, but yeah you know I felt a little a little unsure how things were going um, definitely made some draft day mistakes you know looking back on who I selected but um, yeah I definitely am in favor of an auction draft going forward um, you know be, the ability to get really whoever you want to or kind of find those draft day steals um, that, you know, number of us got last year, you know, Lamar Jackson for a dollar uh, would be one yeah. of them. Um, yeah. You know, overall, I like that format. I like the auction uh, in favor of that going forward. Yeah. And obviously last year was a little bit interesting because of the number of running backs Spencer took, I think it was seven. He ended up taking kind of dried up the running back pool for, a couple of the owners, most notably uh, Jordan and Hovey, they got in that epic bidding war. That was awesome. Austin Eckler, which, you know, ended up being a great pick for Hovey. 
Um, yeah, the, the Toronto Toronto T Baggers. Yeah, uh, Henry Dante Freeman, Carryon Johnson, Chris Carson, Amy Williams, Sony Michelle, Michelle McCoy. Pretty virtually any running back um, was <laughs> you know part of the Toronto T Baggers. Our our lone Canadian. Yeah, and the, the funny part too is that like you can try to do an auction um, like mock draft, but if I was in an auction mock draft and someone pulled Spencer's strategy, I would just quit and say that it ruined the draft. Like, oh, this would never happen in EIG. No one's going to take seven running backs with all their fucking money. I'm just going to, like, get a new auction mock, right? And then it actually happened, which is so cool. Um, that was actually, like, probably my favorite part of the draft. And actually, I feel like I, I felt like, looking back, I didn't realize that was happening quick enough. Like, I wasn't looking at other people's teams. I was looking at the players I wanted to select. And so I was one of the teams that kind of got screwed over because I didn't really have an established RB2, as you everyone knows. Yeah, Gio Bernard. Uh, you know, questionable. Um, I got Kenyon Drake, though, later in the season. That was a great pickup. But it's just kind of funny how, like, um, this year I definitely going to be more aware of who other people are taking with their money. Yeah. You know, last year it didn't affect me as much. I blew all my money early, and three of those picks were running backs. So I kind of preferred Spencer taking all these running backs because, like you said, it dried up the pool for everyone else. But, you know, it's funny. I actually think this year, like, his strategy might not be as crazy just based on, like, COVID and the possibility that people could be out, like, on short notice uh, without you really knowing. So having seven running backs um, wouldn't be the craziest thing, but uh, we'll have to see this year. Obviously people, you know, they're kind of more aware of stuff now. They have an auction draft under their belt. So I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, the competition is just going to kind of be up this year. So um, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm really looking forward to, to September 9th. You know, I've, I've already been in a few drafts this year, but they were snake drafts, but I'm, you know, I'm getting that itch for the auction draft. I'm, I'm ready to get going. Another thing I thought was kind of funny, too, is uh, the free agent acquisition budget. I really like how we had that kind of silent auction. But, you know, looking back, it kind of seemed like a lot of managers weren't either paying attention every week or didn't give a shit. Uh, most notably, Hovey, who oh was, was, oh was floating about 170 uh, fab budget until like week 15. How much um, do they have left? Does he still have like 200 or? So, so actually, he's. I have it up right now. He has $19 still left, which is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's almost. That's a little under 10% of what he started with. But unfortunately, I have someone else to point the finger at. Mr. Ben Hazari is sitting at $52 still from last year. And no, that does not roll over. This is not uh, Verizon Wireless. Next oh, year, ben? guys, use your goddamn fab budget to get the players you want, okay? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Got to spend that bad budget. Got to make moves. It's Keep it competitive. Um, before we wrap the show here, we wanted to debut a new segment. Uh, we want to introduce new segments to the show throughout the year. Um, Connor, one of the creative minds, has come up with some great segment ideas. If you have an idea in mind, feel free to pitch it. Um, but I want to give the mic over to Connor to talk about the, this week's new segment. Yeah, so we're having a new segment that uh, it's, it's called Under Fire. And um, the idea is that we're going to choose an NFL player to tweet at. And we're going to talk about on the podcast, we're, we're going to talk about what we're going to like, who we're going to target, what we're going to ask them, because the way I have it set up is we're going to ask them like a, a simple question like A or B. And then we're going to predict, OK, did they choose A? Did they choose B or did they not even respond at all? Because I think that's probably the most likely option, however, less fun as an answer. So this week. We will be targeting my man from UW, the Lions wide receiver, Mr. Marvin Hall Jr. 
Now, if you guys don't know who he is, I don't blame you. He's been jumping. He's been bouncing around the league for a long time. Last year, he had 11 total targets, seven receptions. He went to UW, and he's from Los Angeles. So we will be tweeting at him from the official EEIG Twitter account if he prefers In-N-Out Burgers or Dicks. And I think this is a perfect opportunity when you create your uh, your team Twitter account for the questionable four uh, Twitter handle. You can use that handle to tweet at Marvin Hall if you want. Um, if you don't want to use your personal Twitter account, uh, I, I wouldn't blame you. But uh, I think this is a perfect opportunity to get everyone involved with their Twitter accounts, make their Twitter accounts for their teams, and kind of get the the league going with the league Twitter account. So I think it's a great opportunity. Um, Jerry, I want I have a couple questions for you. First is, what do you think uh, Marvin Hall will say? Will he either not respond at all, pick in and out or dicks? I'll start with that question for you first. Uh, so just a quick Google search of who this Marvin Hall is. I've never heard of him. Um, it says it from Wikipedia says he's from Los Angeles. So I'm going to say that's in California, if I know correctly. Um, I'm going to say in and out guy. Okay. And, and, I want to ask you personally, dicks or in and out? Uh, in and out. Wow. Okay. Wow. Connor, same well, what, question. Actually, yeah. One sec. I'm gonna get. Uh, we actually this year another thing that uh, Eric forgot to talk about in the uh, uh, podcast sheet is we actually have an intern this year. Um, his name's Steve. Steve, the intern. Actually, he's running a couple stats checks for us. So I'm actually gonna have him fact check if Los Angeles is in California. Um, I think that right. Marvin Hall um, is gonna choose dicks. I think that you know maybe you grow up in LA. There's a lot of options in LA. If you grew up in LA, maybe in and out's not a big deal to you. You know, maybe it's just another chain restaurant. You like Chili's. You know, although I I do really like Chili's. Um, but what I will say is that when you when you move to Seattle, Seattle's a tough place to live in. You know, especially when you're a young man, you're a growing human being. Let me tell you what, man. So many times my bad night was saved by a late night run to Dick's. So you know I think tough? You know tough? Joe trying to get the junior rate at Linwood Golf Course when he was like 23 years old. <laughs> growing out of his T-shirt. That's tough. That's Seattle tough. That's tough right there. Absolutely. That reminds me of when I went uh, when I was a senior in college and I went home uh, to go see my uh, my pediatrician. And I was like sitting there waiting to see him, and I have a full beard, and there's like kids running around. <laughs> but he was like, he was a good guy. I like seeing him. And then he was like, Connor, you're getting a little too old to see me. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe Doctor Mason, maybe not. Anyways, anyway, sorry. What were you saying about In and Out versus Dicks? Uh, I choose Dicks, and Seattle. I think he's gonna choose Dicks. What about you, Eric? You know, I think he's got that loyalty to to Seattle, that loyalty to UW. It's obviously a staple if you're a UW student. It's, you know, you've been to Dick's multiple times. I think he's going to choose Dick's. And uh, personally, I would choose Dick's as well. I mean, I, first off, I just want to say I think In-N-Out is hugely overrated. Um, you know, I think the burgers are solid. I'll give them that. But the French fries, terrible. I mean, the only reason the French fries can be good is if you get them animal style. So they just, like, dump a bunch of shit all over it. That's the only way you can make the fries good. Uh and now has pretty good milkshakes, but I just don't think you can beat just the total package of dicks. You know, like you can get a deluxe or just a cheeseburger. You can get right. the fries are just, I mean, the fries are amazing. Like the, the difference between dicks fries and in and out fries is like, okay, well, okay. Well, fancy I mean, Chris not, that's fancy unfair manager. because in and out fries not, are the worst part like, of their menu. Okay. But, not I mean, to discredit our, uh, our uh, guest Marvin, uh, but this could be a great question for Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, maybe. Um, I think Connor would say he prefers dicks, but I don't Connor's guess. leave? I guess so. It looks like I think Connor's Connor too. Connor was no, I'm back. I'm back. I get wireless headset. I'm listening the whole time, boys. Connor, are you wearing pants? Uh, no, I'm not wearing pants, actually. It is hotter than fuck in my apartment right now. My AC doesn't work, and it's like it's been like 90 degrees in Portland the past week. So I've literally just been sitting around naked. I thought when you opened that door behind you, I was going to see Aaron Rodgers. But A little was, nervous. And like the chocolate milkshake at Dick's, if I want to keep going here, the chocolate milkshake at Dick's, this is just absolutely phenomenal so yeah, we we are not moving to youtube soon we we would not not make it there very long i just gotta say let's i mean just look at like the total package of dicks it's it's tough to beat and you know i i hope marvin thinks the same and uh, hopefully we're gonna find out this week so make sure you make those twitter accounts for your league and and send them that question and also i just want to say uh, i want to apologize to you you guys jerry and eric sorry for showing you guys my total package yeah um, All right, moving I'm on. Glad that the the viewers at home didn't have to see that. Um, but that's gonna do it for today's episode of the podcast. Um, Jerry, thank you for for opening the season with us again. Uh, congrats on your championship last year. Unfortunately, it resulted in me being second. Uh, but gotta give you props. Uh, the best team won last year. So thanks again for coming on the pod. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks guys. Looking oh. forward to the season. Heck oh. yeah, man! It's always good to have you. You're a fantastic guest. We love having you on. I'm not, and I don't tell that to everyone. I tell that to like three people. So hey, I listen and, to the podcast. I know what you say. That's true. Yeah, I gotta say, you know, it's just great looking at Jerry's hair. You know, like that kind of yeah, we're flowing, head, but... we're flowing. Johnny Bravo, right here. Ooh, exactly. Yeah, and true. like Jerry's, you guys, you guys can't see it, but there's like this king's mirror behind Jerry. It's just like a mirror of a champion. Um, and like this. Hey, five fifty. Five fifty goes far. Five fifty goes far. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, Can I just say like how how excited I am for the for fantasy to start back up? Like I'm so fucking hyped. Like I'm so tired of having to watch like boring like boring outlandish sports that's like barely on television or or listening to like people talk in person. Like I want to get back to the way I normally socialize, which is beating my friends at imaginary shit because I love that and I'm really excited for this. So excited. So, yeah, don't forget, auction draft, September 9th, 6 p.m. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. I think we're going to try to do a little uh, Zoom or video session during the draft as well. And, uh, again, make sure you make your Twitter account for your league. Follow, follow at questionablefor and tweet at Marvin Hall. And make sure you check out those polls. Those are going to be in the Discord as well um, when you're done listening. So make sure you head over there for the little changes. Again, this is Eric and Connor with the Questionable for Sunday Podcast. We'll see you guys after the draft.